here for weeks Staying in this growing crowd Staring at my feet The world around me is turning I'm just standing still The time has come for changes Do something or we will I'm a feather in the storm I'm a raindrop in the sea If I don't get enough of you I'm a lighter shade of me Brothers all around you, there's a devil in the crowd. Meet his eyes, and it's the end of time. If you're praying, don't be loud. It's crowded in the lowlands, but the fools stay on the hill. You control us now, you have the reins. Do something, or we will. why we came here before we lay on the ground give it to us loud and clear make the devil turn around the world around me is turning i'm just standing still the time has come for changes do something or we And welcome to Inside Baseball with Old Chestnut. I'm Liam Allen with my friend Morsex. How you doing, MB? I'm doing great, kid. How about yourself? Oh, I'm just fantastic. Another another week in the books. Here we go, chugging along. Unbelievable. What are we looking at? September, huh? Uh, it's it might as well be October. It's it, it might as well be. I bought milk yesterday, and the exp- expiration date was November fourteenth. So that's my time horizon. That's what I work with oh, off my milk cart. Oh. And you, uh, when you go buy the milk, do you check to make sure you get the freshest one? Yeah, I get the one. Because... The one. I dig to the back. I get, you know, yeah, there's, okay. there's like a September yeah. 28th that I'm leaving for, right. for the other yeah. week. So yeah. take November 14th. Yeah. Yeah. As part of my Wall Street training, um, I worked as a bag boy at Dominic's Finer Foods. Wow. And um, one of the roles uh, was to do, we call blocking. Mm. You may recall. And uh, yeah, you would move the older inventory to the front. 
Yep. Yep. Still a so, tried and true practice today. Unbelievable. You know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Eight bucks. Um, eight bucks for a gallon of milk if I have to go to the corner store. Okay. If I have to go to the corner store and I want to get a half a gallon, not a full gallon, a half gallon of the good milk, quote unquote good milk, the organic whole milk. Okay. Right. Yeah. Seven seventy-nine. That's $14 a gallon. $14 a gallon. Forget about gas, folks. Forget about your gas. Okay. Let's talk about the milk at seven seventy-nine a half gallon. Okay. <laughs> you, want- you know, I'm I'm even seeing inflation uh seep into my narrow world. Um is an example. Um, I invited several friends to join me to go to a a, a fish concert in Chicago where I was going to get access to a luxury suite, provide private air transportation. And apparently that's not even enough to get people to respond with a fucking answer. (laughs) So, yes, there must be inflation. You know, I waited, I waited and waited and waited. And finally, when there were some like, you know, serious answers, I I, know, I, I chimed I in. Okay. So what? It's going to be you, me, and the kids. It's going to be fun. <laughs> you laugh. <laughs> you, me, and Fiona. And let me tell you, there'll be complaints about the set list. Okay. I'm running right down to the wire. By the way, set list. I was graciously invited to go see Bruce Springsteen last week at the Meadowlands. What the fuck? And, um... I wasn't feeling well, so I had to excuse myself. <laughs> and yeah, and oh, why why weren't you invited? Yeah, well, hello. Could you forward that email of all the shit you send me? You don't forward me. Well, I, at the it bottom, the it's at, at the bottom. It said this invitation is oh, non-transferable. Nah. nah. Come on, I, but I'm, um, I'm like you and me together. Like okay. I, I know, I know what, what might have been, but just to make matters worse, it was the finest set list I've seen in 20 years, and I fucking missed it. So, hold <laughs> on. I guess I'll see Bruce when he's 90. You yeah, know, he um he he had to um postpone the tour the tour because he. Poor guy is a fucking ulcer. Yeah, dude, he's a million years old, running around. <laughs> Him and little yeah, well, that there, yeah. Uh, dude, why didn't you go? You had you would have gone to MetLife with with so and so and so and so, and you said no. Yeah, it why? it's a long and complicated story. Sounds like a bunch of uh, <laughs> well, you know. Um, Come on, I, I haven't uh, gotten. Uh, authorization from the government censorship office to uh, announce why. But uh, we proceed, as they say. Um, You know, I I realized, uh, or maybe you mentioned it, that uh, we spent so much time slamming DJ Sal last week, we didn't have time to talk about the market. Mm. So with that in mind, I I think we should continue slamming DJ Sal. I, I I just had a couple of quick things I thought might be of interest to people. Um, you know, every once in a while, I feel like treating this thing cavalierly, meaning like, I don't know what to talk about. Are people tired of hearing the same old shit, you know? And then we get 
some fucking guy writes us a note about how great it is about the financial plumbing and how much they learn and how oh no now the pressure's on it's like yep. holy shit you know it used to be when it was you and me and two tin cans and kevin muir up in canada it was like no pressure now it's like you know they're waiting in line and <laughs> i know it's terrible but um as we like to say we proceed um let's start with just some general comments and we'll work our way backwards to the market yep make sure you allow enough time because i do <laughs> tend to run on sometimes yep. but uh you've seen in the popular press dj sal is um surprised disappointed <laughs> uh saddened by the caricature being painted of him doesn't recognize the, it <laughs> right so um being a, a wee bit older than than most i've had some time to learn a few more things uh i call it learning some people call it wisdom so there was a book um I read several years ago and I looked it up and I checked with uh, CENTCOM because my thought was I could send this book to DJ Sal because I believe his address is DJ Sal, care of Goldman Sachs, 200 West Street. I don't know the zip code, but it's probably like 1005 or something. Yeah. I don't know. Just I'm just spitballing here. But um, anyway, if any of our fans think of doing this just be sure to mention on the the uh, the gift card as suggested by his friends liam and mb but um anyway the book and i have read this it's actually uh pretty good it's called the lies we tell ourselves how to face the truth accept yourself and create a better life say that again um, say that again say that again <laughs> the lie the lies we tell ourselves. Thank you. How to face the truth, accept yourself, wow. and create a better life. It's Jeez. paperback. Um, it's uh, Kindle's only eight dollars and forty nine cents. Wow. Um, so that is one area uh, I think he might benefit from. The other, this is a little bit more sophisticated, and I've mentioned it um, before because it relates to that idiot Max we ride with mm -hmm. on the gimbals. Mm -hmm. um, I've referred to it as the Dunning-Kruger effect. And this applies to David Solomon too. Um, I'm just gonna skim the Wikipedia definition so we're all on the same page. Uh, the Dunning-Kruger effect is a cognitive bias. I'm, I'm not sure what that really means, but let's just read on in which people with limited competence in a particular domain overstate their abilities. So I think um, the way I like to think of it is they're not smart enough to know they're not smart enough. Yeah. Does that, that makes sense, right? A hundred percent. And that's such a thing. That's such a thing. It's, it, it's such a thing that it's got a, a Wikipedia page and a name. Yeah. So between the Dunning-Kruger effect and the book that I mentioned, I think not only David Solomon, but I think the board of directors of Goldman, again, you know, there's that phrase, 
it's always the children that get hurt. And the shareholders don't understand because they stare at the stock price. And that's the price today, okay? That doesn't mean that's going to be the price in five years. And there's some, you know, uh, hackneyed expression about credibility takes years to acquire and minutes to destroy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, I don't understand how they can go to work, do their job, take their millions of dollars, and and watch this. It, it it literally in my mind, and and I'll get off this subject in a minute. But it literally in my mind is the emperor has no clothes. Like you're gonna wake up one day in some, you know, like that short seller, the guy who was always talking about bad companies and they go down. Uh, Mark Cahodes. Mark Cahodes. Yeah, or Heisenberg Research, which one? Heisenberg, Heisenberg, right. So I saw a picture of David Solomon um, uh, spinning, and he's got his hands in the air, and the smoke's billowing, and he's got this shit-eating grin on his face. I'm sure he's got a boner, you know, the whole thing. Uh, one of the few times. but uh, And I noticed... The fucking guy has a tattoo on the inside of his arm. Now, look, I get it. I, I, you know, everyone has a huge difference of opinion about tattoos. A lot of it's ethnicity. A lot of it's generational. Okay. But under no circumstances does the head of a major investment bank get a tattoo on his forearm. I I, I challenge our listeners <laughs> to show me Send evidence. In Send in the pictures. <laughs> or even maybe like 150 years ago. <laughs> maybe, uh, you know, yeah, Marcus, yeah, yeah. Marcus yeah. Goldman yeah. got it. Uh, or perhaps... Uh, God forbid there was a uh, concentration camp survivor who went on to run an investment bank and would have had yep. a number tattooed on them, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But absent that, um, anyway, I, I have I beat the horse dead? I mean, I don't know. We're I just... getting there. We're getting there. The post took the post had nothing to serve up, but other than the layoffs, two weeks ago the post told you that Goldman had layoffs coming. What'd you get on yeah. Wednesday? Layoffs are here. Yeah. Layoffs are here. Yeah. Post told you the post two weeks ago. Post told you. <laughs> I I know I know you make a point of us not blowing our own horn, hmm. but it was predicted here weeks and weeks ago about the Wall Street layoffs, hmm. and that. Strap in, kids, because you're looking at two years of this. I heard an interesting uh, uh, concept. Um, I haven't had a chance to run it by you yet, but it's it's not off the reservation. Hmm. So you have uh, an age category, and I'm not sure exactly what it is, but it's basically the younger generation that went through the analyst training program during COVID. 
Mm-hmm. So these young people were um, trained via Zoom or however. I have heard a conversation with the major player in the world of finance. They will not look at a resume with a person born in the year that would indicate that they were um, trained during COVID. And it's not the training, it's they have observed a lack of ability to work creatively with others. By the way, that was not a Joe Mnuchin breeze. That that was a, I just got stung a little. Mitch McConnell. McConnell. Yeah, whatever. They're all. Joe Mnuchin. What do you why, yeah. what do you why are you paying attention to him? Joe Manchin, Joe Manchin, Manchin. and Steve Mnuchin. You got a good you got you roll the you roll the good one. You roll the bunch of fucking clowns into one. Steve Mnuchin and Joe Manchin. <laughs> if um, those two would freeze, I'd give a fucking standing ovation. <laughs> I was just delighted to see Nancy Pelosi announce that she's running. So, so this is my throwdown. Okay. <laughs> Who's the guy that Mitch McConnell? He's the one that froze, Frozen. right? Yeah, okay. And so you got Nancy Pelosi. So this is what I propose. Okay. If they want to run for office, they got to run a 50 yard dash in under three minutes. Dude, dude, please, please. Oh, dude, they're 84. She's going to, she's going to sign up for another four years. What kind of leadership is that? What is what does that uh, tell the younger guy? Like the younger women. What like how's that like stepping aside for the next whoever, you know, I don't know their names, Mallory McMorrow or whoever it is. Pick some young rising star, some female. I mean, it's it's dude, it's it's gotten brutal. And we shined a light on that a long time ago. Uh and I don't want to get yeah. point, pointed at I don't want to get labeled as age ageist. But I mean, it's come to the point. Are we going to have Joe? I heard Joe embarrassed himself pronouncing the Saudi prince's name wrong. Okay, you can't go to Saudi Arabia and mispronounce Mohammed bin Salam or whatever it is. I don't need to get it because I'm not going to talk to him face to face. But our president, our leader, our the face of our nation can't go there and botch that. Right? Am well, I right? Am uh, I right? You, yes. However, you know. The Saudis aren't our friends. I mean, so just talking about one of the biggest investment disasters of my career, mm-hmm. a number a number of years ago, I became acquainted with these things called master limited partnerships. And so long story short, it's a vehicle that got set up, which basically is structured in in the area I focused on is transmission of energy, meaning pipes. And at the time, um, the yield was really good. And that was mostly because I misunderstood the product. The man who claims to know how to value, okay. But what I liked about it was it was domestic secured energy, which in my mind gave us geopolitical freedom, meaning we weren't hamstrung 
on the whims of a bunch of uh, oil cartel, you know, OPEC, yeah. oil, oil cartel. So now we've wasted all these years. And I understand, in fact, even in the Sachs house, there's a huge discussion about, you know, getting oil out of Alaska and the environmental damage. Um, to me, I try and walk a fine line between understanding we need the energy and uh, we don't want to destroy the environment. I, I mean, I, I once went on a family vacation out west and we saw one of these tree farms where they harvest the lumber. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you something. For a, an hour on the highway driving through this thing, it was a blight upon the land. And, you know, I, not that much later, I was in an investment policy committee meeting and it came up that the firm had an investment in these tree farms. And so I make the mistake of sticking my hand up and I'm like, you know, I, I've seen these things and they're fucking nasty. I got hooted out of that meeting. They ran me out of town on a rail. Okay. ESG, ESG, I, I, you were an ESG pioneer. <laughs> you were an well, ESG I, pioneer. <laughs> I'm always a little bit ahead of the yeah. crowd. <clears throat> yeah, no kidding. But, but the bottom line is, uh, we have people who are determined to fuck with us, and we've given them the flexibility to fuck with us. Now. There's got to be some way, okay, and I'm not talking about solar and I'm not talking about wind, but there's got to be a way that we can find a compromise and um, balance this because what people don't understand is, you know, we're, we send, spend a lot of money on defense. And a lot of that money is to protect the Saudis, yet they're willing to cut our nuts off if it suits them. They're already closing up to China and to Russia, right? I mean, you know, what 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 more do you need? So I, I'm a little bit disappointed, um, not just that I lost a lot of money. <laughs> that, that clearly didn't cheer me up, but... But intellectually, I feel a bit vindicated now. Um, but, uh, you know, when you got people like Nancy Pelosi running, so there's that phrase, watch what I do, not what I say. Look at San Francisco. Would you let your son or daughter go for a walk around Dude, not my friends. I, I wouldn't, you know, I, I would be hesitant to send my enemies to that war zone. I mean, they they yeah. wrecked, they wrecked what was the crown jewel of the West Coast, yeah. wasn't it? Like you could, you you had to cough up six million bucks for a thousand square foot, you know. It was apartment. pretty cool. It was insane, you know. It was the, it was yeah. gorgeous. Yeah. And Oakland went, and then San yeah. San Fran's on on the high heels behind. Yeah. So let's uh, let's give somebody who's a total fuck up and give them more responsibility. That's how we roll. Yeah, that's well, how corporate America rolls. Not 
Yeah. Um, anyway, I don't want to sound like I got the grumpy old man thing going, but it's uh-huh. just, you know, I, I, I saw recently, uh, and to be honest with you, I didn't watch the interview because it was too heartbreaking, but I think we need to have some rules. Without them, we live with the animals. Uh, so um, last week, I think we discussed the sad clown, Lee Cooperman. Come on. I want, I'm here to defend Lee. Okay. I'm, so I, team, I, I'm taking Lee. On my, Lee's on my team. Okay, good. Because I think I can be of some assistance to you. Okay. Now, um, I didn't see this, but where on the street is, he was on CNBC and he started crying again, right? Is right. that true? I can't confirm it, but that's the, that's what I saw. I couldn't watch. I don't want. I couldn't see it. But he tears. Yes. yes. Right. Yes. Tears. Okay. Okay. So a couple things. One is um, he's an elderly man who's suffering from depression. Okay, and because a number of my friends' parents are that age. I, I've come to understand there's several very effective techniques for dealing with older people uh, with depression. I can understand it. You know, I'm not his age, thankfully, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I am in a similar career arc where you've spent your life working on Wall Street, and the goal on Wall Street is to make money. Okay. Then, when you've been doing it long enough, even if you're mediocre, when you're there 30, 40 years, you acquire enough money that unless you're into buying, you know, art, boats. that's that, the other thing, boats, um, you're probably going to come to realize that you, your life's work has been to acquire a pile of money. And now when you're 60, 70, 80, you realize that money is not going to buy you time. Now, it might if you have health issues, this or that, but, you know, so you've, what have you achieved other than building a pile, which there's always going to be someone with a bigger pile. And that that leads one to a um, what I've come to to understand is it called a um, uh, an inferiority complex? what the inferiority complex what you got some no some no no, no you have some the, funny the, name for it <laughs> uh, the existential conflict okay yeah like yeah. what 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 Ooh. have I achieved what have I achieved in my life okay so all he's ever done is trade the market and talk about the market. And so, you know, older people, they look at their life and then they wonder what, what have they accomplished? And then a lot of times, uh, not a whole heck of a lot. And as they get older and the Grim Reaper's coming, they start to question, you know, what have I done? Mm-hmm. And, you know, and a lot of times it's not that great. And as you're nearing the exit, it can put you in a bad place. So this is not an uncommon phenomenon. Um, one which 
I've referred to as my friend Tom Cromie a couple of years ago sent me this article about great mathematicians, great music musicians, what happens towards the end of their career. And the, the ones that, because most mathematicians and musicians, I guess maybe scientists, I don't know, but they, they have their breakthroughs a relatively young part of their life. Certainly 30s, maybe 40s, but that's pretty much it. And the ones that reinvent themselves to become teachers and mentors live very full, happy lives. And the ones that sit there constantly trying to bang out, you know, the next great opera or next great, it's it's miserable because that time in their life has passed. And I would I would say there's an element of that in trading. Okay. And so, you know, to see him a couple of times now fall apart on TV, I mean, you know. Yeah. Someone some of us should be asking the question. Yeah. Um apparently um he hadn't been taking the uh uh, stool softener long enough to make a difference. Well, hopefully he read He's, the journal. The, the journal picked up on that. So the journal read a nice a nice article on uh, on Friday about the, the national shortage, okay? The national yeah. shortage. And so MB chimes in last week. What are the chances, dude? You do 110 shows here? You dropped two words, stool softener last week, talking to poor Lee, okay? What does the journal run an article about? Friday afternoon, the nationwide shortage of laxatives in America. Yeah. <laughs> And I'd like to remind everyone that Colace is the official stool softener of inside baseball with old chestnut. Yeah. Um, I proposed a whole segment, mm. which got vetoed, talking about the difference between laxatives and stool softeners. Um, apparently, there's been so much interest yeah. that might be a separate show. Dude, how about you and Lee? Maybe instead of just you know bashing him on your radio show, pal. Maybe you should take Lee, uh, out to dinner again. You know, and you could you could have this conversation with him. You clearly have a connection, and I want to defend Lee talking to the plumber at dinner with you. Who who are you back then? Okay, because he was him, and you were you yeah. at the time. Yeah. So like, you know, right. this, this is Lee, and you asked him out. Okay, so if he's yeah. going to talk to the plumber. Kind of, you know the sump pump that's got he doesn't want to have water in the basement he's got to take the call he's got to take the call okay so you can't bash lee at the time you know like <laughs> i mean this is lee Cooper you know talking about this listen isn't, this isn't you know this isn't pip uh what's the the wally pip here this is you know this is luke <laughs> now first of all i you and i've been gone to war together okay yes. and many dinners yes <laughs> so and bike rides so i'll let the water roll off the duck's back but far from bashing it i'm pointing out it's a cry for help i do i totally agree i do i i, I agree and dude he's not he's old he's an old timer Go, yeah. like, stop working. Stop talking to CNBC. I, next time i see you on CNBC, i want you to be in west palm sitting on your deck smiling you know, with like your dog I, by your I, side. Or I, something. Like, I don't think I don't think he can smile. I, I don't <laughs> think it's possible. Going back to the crying, I just wanted to circle back. Um, 
when you have a billion dollars, okay, or in DJ Sal's case, a hundred million, hundred and fifty million, um, and you go on uh, media, there's no crying, okay? You've you've signed away your right to cry yeah. in public, and that that goes to. I'm sure, I don't know, but I'm sure a big fan of the show, Bill Ackman, right? I mean, I can see how you can talk about the markets and after a while you you, you start to feel for those poor little people that you've been taking <laughs> money from for all those years. And I don't know, I just, I, I just give me a second to compose myself. I'm so upset. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, you know, yes. you still have the Golden Mike Award from the Swiss Podcasters Association of Switzerland to to pick up. I know, um, I know, I know. But, dude, Bill uh, talks more than me. I have a, I have a weekly radio show, and Bill talks more than me, dude. He cannot stay away from the microphone. I I do not get it. He should just he does oh, not. I, I, somebody should tell uh, him, Bill, you don't need to be on the internet commenting. No, he 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 he's. Uh, Bruce Springsteen used the term. One of Bruce's kids once said to him, he said, Dad, you're an attention whore. Bill needs the attention. He needs the adulation. Yeah. And we're, we're better to get it than on the yeah. cesspool of Twitter. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I actually, we haven't had a chance to bring this up at the weekly meeting, but I, I know that you run a Twitter feed uh, in conjunction with the show. And I, uh -oh. I don't, yeah, I, I'm starting to think I'm not that comfortable with that. I, I mean, there's no, there's no gun to the head, but I, I do think we need to bring that up a little bit. I, I, I just, you know, if it wasn't run by a man who by his own admission had a diagnosable mental illness, Okay, I think we produced too high quality of a product here to run the risk of being commingled with that. Mm. Uh, I just throw it out there. Okay. Um, I I don't uh, I don't go on uh, Twitter myself. Uh, I was a Facebook user up until a number of years ago, and I downloaded the pictures that I had. There was some nice pictures, although I haven't figured out if I can actually retrieve them. I think they're sitting on a file somewhere on my computer. But um, uh, anyway, I, you know, if you look at what's going on with depression and suicide, it's like high fructose corn syrup and obesity. Just map those two things on top of one another. And the correlation is, uh, is one. Um, speaking of correlation, uh, of one, not. My favorite thing is nary a day goes by without an article talking about massive central bank buying of gold. <laughs> Yet the fucking thing doesn't go up. Dude, that's like it's like it's like it's like model trains, dude. That's like a hobby for some people. <laughs> That's what gold is. Gold is model trains, okay? I love model trains. Uh, you know, I'll go watch them, 
but I'm not going to buy it. I'm not going to spend money on it and put it in my basement. I'm going to go look you know, at that's it. A whole, you know, that's like a whole thing, model trains. I'm not kidding, like, dude. I'm a model train fanatic. <laughs> so then you know about this. Like adult men build like whole networks and they sleep in the room as yeah. taking yeah. Rod Stewart. turns as, as the engineer. Yeah. yeah, Rod Stewart's a big model train guy. He's got his whole basement done. That's gay. Sorry. Stop it. Rod Stewart's a legend. Just leave him alone. It's weird. It's a little weird. Don't get me wrong. Right. <laughs> going back to the going back to the gold thing, one of our listeners, and I apologize for not remembering who, when I commented about Russia was selling gold, he wrote a very long explanation on the comment section clearly knows way more about Russian finance than I do and explained to me why I believe Russia was a net, you know, importer of money because of the oil and this and that. You know, I got to tell you something. Um, maybe if you pick a point a year ago or two years ago, gold's a little higher since then. And maybe if you pick it in yen or some other currency might be a little bit higher. But right now, Putin is shooting missiles off every day. And last I checked, he's digging out of his own cupboard. He's not getting them delivered by Biden and company. That money's coming from somewhere. And you, um, seeing as you're married and you've already done the engagement ring thing, you may not have noticed, but me being a student of the market and liking to watch a broad swath of indices, apparently the price of diamonds has collapsed. Um, I have a feeling uh, Russia exports diamonds and Russia exports gold and Russia exports oil. And I was shocked, literally, no bullshit. I was shocked, apparently, and if I'm wrong, guys are going to jump on me. There's an oversupply of copper. And the production of copper in the next couple of years is way going to outstrip the demand. Now, if I'm wrong, I'm sorry. I apologize. But if I'm right, that throws into question a whole shit ton of like, economic growth and electric vehicles and 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 so um like i said we didn't talk about the market much last week and i don't know that we need to talk about it much this week but um seeing as i was sort of starved for um uh a way to cohesively uh expand on my feelings of where we are I stole, because genius is steel, um, and I'll pronounce his name wrong, sorry, but Torsten Slock, got it. who works at uh, Black Apollo. Uh, Apollo. Apollo, yeah. And by the way, Big Ed and I, along with you, we were trying to estimate how Leon Black paid. Let's go with Torsten. Jeff. Let's go to Torsten. No, I just, I, 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 let me just finish this. 
All right, Torsen Slot. No, no, okay. no, no, no. What are you gonna what are you gonna finish? Finish it. Well well just we were trying to come up with how the invoice Leon Eps Leon Epstein paid excuse me, Leon Black Black paid Jeffrey Epstein $150 million. And I replied, uh, was it three grats in a living trust? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and then Ed added 800 grand for photocopy expenses. Yeah, exactly. Done. Um, so uh, given attribution, which I think prevents me from being sued. And by the way, being sued is part of my marketing strategy. So anyone that wants to sue us, don't bother with Liam. Sue <laughs> me. Come for me. Okay. Anyway, Torson. And, and and independently, I have thought about these things, but he did a great job. And when we talk about this, let's roll into what you talked about, about man on the street. Okay. Mm -hmm. So apparently the economy must be booming because interest rates are going up, right? Obviously. Okay. So this is the 10 downside risks to the U.S. economic outlook. Number one, households running out of excess savings. You can't open up a chart package and see we're through that, right? Secondly, student loan payments are restarting. I don't know if that matters because I don't know that they pay anyway, but... Um, Delinquency rates are rising for credit cards and auto loans. And there's this new thing. Uh, they've come up with a new gimmick. It's like purchase today, pay tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Something. yeah. Buy, buy now, pay later. Like, yeah, like the old fashioned. Yeah. But it wasn't even like layaway. I think in layaway, you didn't get your, your goods. You didn't. You, yeah, you didn't get it to your pay. Uh, yeah, no. Yeah. Nowadays, you go on your phone and you can pay a hundred bucks a month for your $1,200 e-bike and get it tomorrow. Yeah. In the yeah. old days, they would say, I'll gladly pay you tomorrow for a cheeseburger today. And to which point you would say, okay, I'm going to put it up here on layaway for you. And when you pay me, you can have them. Yeah. Um. So uh, delinquency rates are no good. Default rates are rising for high yield and loans. This is a bigger one, but it's subtle. Interest coverage ratio is falling for investment grade and high yield. That's subtle because it doesn't matter till it matters. What do I mean by that? It doesn't matter until you got a refi. And these are not 30-year loans. These are you know, commercial loans like seven years, five to seven years. So at some point, they're going to have to refi. Um, the banking sector loan growth is slowing rapidly. That's a big deal. Like banks aren't making loans. Businesses aren't growing. Can I, can I just do um, one thing on that? Can I do one thing on the loan growth? Please. I saw, yeah. I saw half of the country, 50% of the country, would get turned down for a car loan. Yeah, I'm sure. So 50% of the country cannot buy a new car because of high high prices and interest rates. Half of the country. Yeah, and you know, the back up to that is, I believe the drop in used car prices has abated, meaning people are moving from new cars back to used cars. Yeah. yeah. So, um, 
anyway, these other things don't really matter. Oil prices, who cares? The economy in China, Japan, and Europe slowing, who cares? Long-term interest rates rising for non-economic reasons, who cares? None of those things matter, right? High interest payments. Of course they, yeah. So now, um, pray, uh, my young friend, where are the headwinds? Uh, these are the headwinds. Where are the tailwinds coming from? Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe Nancy Pelosi is going to give them each $5 million. Dude, it's the unhinged American spending. I mean, there's just a new dude. The old, the old saying, "A sucker born every minute." There's a new twenty-year-old kid coming out tomorrow that's going to buy a, you know, a hundred and twenty thousand dollar Dodge Hellcat with a fourteen hundred dollar payment. That's not going to college. Um, and he's going to live in his parents' house and spend whatever money he has. Like, dude, the money, money is just the the way Americans spend is wild, wild. I mean. I I got a 69 Chevy with a 396 Healy heads on a hearse on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry. Um, now I lost my train. Okay, here we are. What, so, are, they tail- um, what are your tailwinds? There are, there are none. Yeah. Okay. There, there, yeah. Yeah. Liquidate assets. Pay down your debt. That's the tailwind. So what I was, true story. I was really disappointed. We hadn't been off the air 60 seconds last week. And I really wanted to talk about the shape of the yield curve. Yeah. Okay. Um, I call it twos tens. I was going to ask if you were going to do two ten or if you're going to do like the something else, because there's been other curves we talked about too. I saw somebody in writing put uh, tens ones. (laughs) Um, Good. Good. Good that they expose themselves. Well, all I know is if one of my children said <laughs> tens ones or tens twos, I would slap them. Yes, of course, backhand. I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I, I just cut their, I cut their, their um, allowance. Until they got it right. Um, and anyway, um, so looking at the closes from Friday, my favorite, the two-year note comfortably nestled at 5%, okay? Now, you go out the curve, and the 30-year is a a 4 and 3 ace. So we're severely inverted here. And, um, you know, it's a little bit like physics when you get to absolute zero. Sort of weird things happen. And so for me, the two-year note feels like it's a freebie at 5%, okay? The 30-year at four and three A's, you know, I I don't feel great about that. I I don't, you know, uh, I'm not sure how this is going to play out. But one thing I've seen, and I don't really have an explanation as to why this happens. I, I, I will try and come up with a couple. But if the yield curve normalizes in the way I expect it to, which is short rates declining and long rates increasing, you're going to get rising rates in the long end 
with falling prices. So a bear market, okay. Bear markets in fixed income in the long end, excuse my language, they fuck up all sorts of shit. And the first example is in futures contracts because you have a window of delivery uh, in terms of date and securities. And so for the young kids who haven't seen rising rates, they don't necessarily understand the dynamic that changes as the longer duration assets go down and all of a sudden become into what we call uh, the cheapest to deliver. Or as the French put it so succinctly, the cheapest to deliver. Um, so that can cause all sorts of chaos. I think another part of the problem, and this would be um, where one of our competitors, although we have no competitors, Harley Bassman might chime in. Part of the problem is as the bond prices go down, uh, the duration changes. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I may not have that right, but that's a potential area. Certainly, uh, the forward pricing of the yield curve changes, which messes up option pricing. And then any guy who's building a building, his rates tied closer to the 10-year note than the two-year note. So it makes construction and all those sorts of industries slow. Mm -hmm. um, and I, as I said, I, I think the most likely scenario, instead of this curve moving dramatically in a parallel fashion, I, I do think it's going to be, you know, the niggling of the front end is going to drop a bit with a Fed with some Fed easing and then the back end of the curve going higher in yield with, um, uh, you know, loan demand picking up, something like that, uh, unwinding of positions, uh, a whole a whole host of reasons. So, I mean, I, I've been pretty blunt about how I've approached these things. So, you know, I've had floating rate notes that uh, do better as rates go higher. Uh, I've had some long dated paper. I've I've gotten out of a great deal of a long data paper. Um, I've gotten out of a lot of stuff, even the floating rate notes, because it seems like the one thing people can agree upon is that the equity market is expensive. And I'm not saying that it has to go down like I've given up on that, but at some point, if the dividend yields don't increase, equities aren't going to look as attractive. And if that snowball gains momentum, anything is going to get the shit kicked out of it. It's just that uh, all correlations go to one type thing. And the only thing that matters is cash. And, and I don't mean like the reserve fund. I don't mean like 
tax exempt floating rate munis. I'm talking about yeah. cash and the ever popular uh, two year note. Yep. Um, so I, I I'm kind of I'm kind of sticking with that thing. Um, I guess I'm surprised the employment statistics are holding in as well as they are. But if you heard me say it once, you've heard me say a thousand times, you know, these models that forecast are slow to turn. And I, I have to believe, I, I won't hear otherwise, that the COVID thing has changed the supply demand patterns almost in a laughable way, right? I've said this before. So initially, everyone's trapped at home. They can't go anywhere. They're getting all this money. They're buying shit left and right. So what happens? The store shelves at Amazon, they're empty. Okay. Now they can go out and get some fresh air. So what's going on? Everybody's going to Europe. The restaurants, I think, are packed, right? Anything to do with outdoor. My friend um, Marty at Alpine Endeavors, he's like not had a day off in like three or four months because everyone's like, I want to get out. I want to do things. I don't care what it costs. The revenge experience. The revenge experience. Yeah. 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 Like, I don't know, uh, but dentists, doctors, all those guys that offices were vacant. So you see what's happened, right? You you had this exogenous shock. And then human behavior has behaved pretty much as you would expect it to, right? Because I've been trapped. I'm sick of looking at the computer. I want to get out and I want to do things. Mm-hmm. And... Um, so to a see, lot of people lost a lot. A lot of people lost a lot with kids. If you had kids in like developmental like years, if your kids were between like six and eight or 11 and 14, whatever, those kids got robbed of a whole chunk of their life. And those people are going to yeah. get it back, dude. Like the Eastern seaboard, anywhere I went for vacations and even looking forward to the winter. I mean, plane tickets are crazy. I mean, there has just been no respite. Hotels, planes, travel is still slammed you go to the airport four o'clock in the morning i mean not you obviously but like some people have to go (laughs) some some of us go to the airport at four o'clock for that 7 a.m jet blue okay out of laguardia okay so laguardia at 4 a.m is like it's just packed okay so that's i i told you we're no gate renegotiating your contract in october okay okay Um, No, but so you and I are like mine, right? So to see these surveys, all the service sectors picking up and Mm -hmm. and, uh, so Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I I, I just, I got a plan. I'm unlevered. I'm sticking to it. And I I think that uh, when the money runs out, unless you're, a certain kind of ethnic cohort living in San Francisco waiting for your $5 million, (laughs) you know, something, something's going to happen. This doesn't have really much to do with anything, but uh, I just wanted to, to bring it up because is, 
you know, and we've mentioned, I subscribe to a lot of uh, uh, mm-hmm. a broad range of uh, investment advisors, research, research. I read a piece, and I won't embarrass them because what's the point? Okay. But it was the most absurd piece of shit. I don't know how they let this thing go. And so basically, I'm canceling all of my subscriptions, except for the daily shot. And the daily shot, I guess I got to keep paying Kevin Muir. It's because it's in Canadian dollars, and that would be Mm -hmm. And I, I think Kevin has good stuff. I I think he has too much. I'd like to see him settle down, focus. You know, you know, you don't get paid on volume; you get paid on quality. But I had one of these guys write an article about how he went back and looked at the last hundred years and how gold and the dividend of the S and P and it's an anti-fragile asset. And I'm thinking, you know. How are you going to move? And, and, and as you know, is my want. I like to think of things is to how do you move a legitimate position? I'm not talking about, and I know this will upset you, but I'm going to say it anyway. I'm not talking about your Lynn Alden moving, buying five shares of this or eight shares of that. Okay. Great economist. I, I don't care. Like that one's been gone for a long time. But, you know, how do you move? You got to move a billion dollars. You got to move five billion dollars. How, how are you going to do it? And those things simply fascinate me. But, but secondly, they show you the limitations of what institutional investors can do. So these clowns are making up how you're supposed to have some huge chunk of your money in gold. And by the way, Two odd years ago, I was one of those guys, right? I mean, I think I made a pretty good case. Didn't work. Move mm-hmm. on. But, you know, how do you move $10 billion of gold from New York to London? How do you, you know, it's like, I, I, I don't know. That's a lot of gold. And, and I'm reminded, and I'm going to take some latitude here, but uh, my friend Robbie, who uh, was a former colleague, he was around at the time and may be able to later on refresh my memory. But we trafficked in Italian government bonds at, at one point. Uh, and I would claim arguably we were top five in the world for people who owned um Greek, uh, Italian bonds. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I would also argue at one point we were the largest holder of Greek treasury bills in the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know how the fuck that happened. <laughs> Imagine that sentence. <laughs> More sex, Greek treasury maven. <laughs> but before my time, not a lot before my time, but before my time, I think somebody, I'll just say Robbie, because it's not bad. But Robbie bought a bunch of bonds 
that were bearer bonds, meaning there was no name on them. Like you showed up at the bank, they're cash, right? And we had, or they had to move them from Milan to Rome, okay? Bearer bonds. And I think ultimately they were able to register them, but they were trying to cobble together these Brinks trucks to drive the bonds across Italy. Now, you've seen The Godfather. I mean, you don't think somebody, or how about like in Goodfellows, mm-hmm. they knew there was a chunk of cash coming and they just oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, ro- yeah. robbed the JFK? Yeah, yeah. So Mr. Schmo, with his anti-fragile goal, decides, you know what, I got, I need to spend a little time in Mallorca with my hookers and my drugs. Yeah. You know, break me off half, half a yard, send it over. Oh, and by the way, by the way, did you send this? No, I think Big Ed sent this to me. A doctor in Nantucket just got caught he's from florida. Yacht. He's from florida the guy's from florida <laughs> he's from florida, florida man okay. florida man <laughs> on a yacht with hookers oh, and no. cocaine where where was this in nantucket nantucket, nantucket. yeah hookers cocaine oh. and handguns sleepiest island on the east coast you go to nantucket hey hide and play the site uh yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. No, I saw yeah. a big boat too, big ninety-six footer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A whole gang of hookers and and drugs and ketamine and pistols. Everything was fine, but his license was expired. That's what they. <laughs> oh, that's what they. <laughs> yeah, you drugs and guns. The drugs and guns were fine, but your your medical license. Had no, expired. His, no, his pistol license. They're like, oh yeah, the guns would have been fine, but your your license expired, sir. So like, you know, you would have had like a ticket, like you would have had a narcotics ticket, you know, like a a desk appearance ticket. They would have sent him back on his boat, but he his Florida oh pistol license. Fucking clown, you know, <laughs> you clown. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, I. Crime is everywhere, Morris. Okay, nowhere is nowhere is safe. Next thing you know, it'll be Greenwich. Okay, God no. <laughs> well, um, apparently, I I stopped going to the store mostly because just the the fan base kept bothering me. Which, by the way, reminds me: next Saturday, meet Liam and I at the Whole Foods in Portchester. We're going to have a stand. We're going to have balloons for the kids. If you're a fish fan, though, bring your own balloon. Yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> I I guess I've gone off the deep end. Here I don't know. Um, you were talking about the um, what's the debate in the Saks household regarding the uh, drilling in Alaska? I would really like to sit down for a, a roundtable discussion regarding that because I would like to get the opinion on nuclear because I believe a nuclear. Uh, what's can we get a, a, a read on the you, nuclear? You, unanimity of opinion on nuclear to them they're scratching their heads why that's not all we're using thank you dude i grew up in the shadow okay i grew up in the shadow of indian point 
Okay. Okay. You, you yeah. know it. In, do you even know it? You know it. Yeah. In point? Yeah. Okay. Fine. I, I I drive by it on the way to the gunks. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, drive, I drive by it every single day of my life for the last 40 years, Indian Point. Okay. I, I fish in the Hudson. I swim in the Hudson. I grew up here. You know what the, the, the motto for Indian Point was before these lunatics got it shut down? Safe, secure, and vital. Safe, secure, and vital. Okay. You would never know Indian Point was there, dude. I don't have three ears. Okay. I'm fine. So, like, this big thing about. Oh, nuclear isn't safe. You could put that fucking uh, reactor in my backyard. To to augment what you said, I've been to the gunks 200 times. Okay. I couldn't even tell you where it is. All, other than I know. Exactly. I drive right by it before you get that rocky ledge up in the hill yep. near where John Ford Piano Tuners is. Right. Exactly. Do I have that right? Yeah, hundred okay. percent. Yeah, yeah. You would yeah. never, you would never know. You, you can't would never see know. it. You can only see it from the river. It's safe, dude. It was. It's clean. Okay, so what? They used wastewater, but like, dude, New York City. That thing powered New York City. Okay, and they got it shut down. R Riverkeeper got it shut down. All right. Whereas it was clean, and they would have run it for another twenty years. Um. Yeah. The the clear answer, and that it's been shut down by the the you know the environmentalist lunatics they have they've really what's the word of they've 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 mischaracterized they've portrayed nuclear in a light as if it's dangerous and three mile island and all that bullshit when the fact of the matter is yeah. dude that thing's humming along not bothering anybody yeah. clean yeah. and cranking out free electricity you know yeah although I, I, although, although I will tell you I have a complete uh, kit of iodine pills <laughs> in case there's a nuclear leak. Yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> this no, this will be the best part. I bought them like ten years ago, right? So something happens, we're gonna need them, and the first thing that's gonna happen is I'm gonna be like, "We're good. I got these things," and then I'm gonna hand one to Cheryl, and she's gonna look and like they expired ten years ago. Totally, hundred <laughs> percent. No doubt. I'm like, you're fucking faking them. <laughs> I don't know. Are we run out of time? No, I got time. Red light from never. No, no, no. What else you got? You got to, what are you looking for? Oh, what are you paying oh. attention to? Are you looking for any numbers? Do you care about numbers? You care about rate, hike, or hold? Do we have to have that exhausting conversation? Hike or hold? Yeah. Higher for longer? Uh, They're not cutting rates anymore. No, I, 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 I have, I, I, I've got everything exactly where I want it. I've got my floating rate notes. I've got some long paper, not as much as I did. Okay. And uh, I'm, I'm pretty liquid. It, it, it's one of these things. If you want to talk about risk and for me, that's, you know, what this is supposed to all be about at some level. Okay. I know it's it's stealing from Warren Buffett, but there's a lot of logic there. And one of his things is, I don't know whether it's 10 or 20, but he said, you're given a ticket and in your life you can make 10 investments. And each time you take make an investment, you, you click off one of your things, right? And I'll tell you, just like when 
Ed and I figured out the COVID was going to be a problem. And I'm like, I can't believe I'm getting out of this stuff at these incre incredibly good prices as the world's coming to an end. I can't believe I can buy, and I'm not going to debate this definition, but I can't believe you can buy a riskless asset and 5% and sit on your hands and wait for your Minsky moment or whatever you want to call it. And, and by the way, you don't have to have a Minsky moment. You know, I traffic in these munis, right? These markets trade. Some guy comes in on a slow Thursday and he needs to sell a chunk of some bond. It doesn't have to be a catastrophe, yet if it's slow and he's got to sell, boom, you're, you're in. This concept of... Uh, you know, having to constantly be involved and stuff. We, we had a um, one of your epic uh, show titles was Lie Back and Enjoy the Carry. I think this is this is like going to school on scholarship here. Just take the money, you know. I mean, wait and wait. And there's going to be, I've been doing this a zillion years okay i mean maybe four months i had to wait before some stupid good opportunity came by and i i i just don't feel the angst to have to do anything other than kind of get my ducks lined up while everyone's running around spinning about bitcoin and ai and you know, I mean, like AI, AI. I, I talked to a guy who's like an AI guy. And he's like, yeah, it's fantastic. And yeah, it's going to take five to 10 years to implement. Right? Uh, yeah. I mean, people, and, and just a little side note. Um, you know, I've beaten myself up about my trading of Apple. Rightfully and so. for... For my birthday, um, the kids got me the Apple headphones, which you can see I am wearing now. I think I, they look very nice on me, I might add. But um, there's a point here. Um, so during the last Fish concert, don't hang up. I bought the, the season pass. Mm -hmm. What I, I didn't read the fine print. It only plays on the 4K, which I paid up for, only plays on 4K devices. So I get in the bed, I put on my headphones, and I flip on the fish, and I can't, it doesn't play. And I'm, you know, now I'm all pissed off. And uh, I finally figure out what's going on. So I'm lying in bed, and I realize the iPhone is 4k so this is where it got particularly interesting these headphones have some sort of spatial awareness thing so imagine being on the floor at the garden okay you and i are standing next to each other and you're looking at trey 
and I'm looking at Mike and I go from looking at Mike to Trey and I turn my head as I'm watching it on my phone, the sound changes. It makes it feel like you're in the room. And the two points I want to make is one is that is now the end of humanity because there's not a teenage boy that's going to leave his parents' basement. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. that's number one. Number two, I went back and looked at where I sold Apple, the, la- the final shares, okay? It has only doubled. Now, I know that's a lot. I know, I know, I get but it. But it's, it's, I thought it was up like 10 times. So I, you know. Interesting, interesting. I, I mentioned that to Leslie. I said, don't ask, because you know I'm not going to buy it. And he let again me... said, you know, yeah, <laughs> go ahead. No, let me make you feel better about the uh, the 4K HD thing. So unlike you, I, I didn't buy the season. So I pick and choose my nights. So I want to watch the Sunday yeah. night. Right. I get the cho- choice. Do I want to buy the HD or the 4K? And and the HD is 29. The 4K is 39.99. So I buy the the 4K, obviously. All right, and I watch it, and, I, and I'm like, doesn't look doesn't look great. I'm like, eh, I thought it would be a lot clearer. You know, I thought it'd be like when I walk into Costco and I have that TV that looks like yeah. like it's real life. So I go, eh, let me think about this. Of course not, my dumbass. I don't have a 4K TV. I have a regular uh, an HD TV. So the next week oh. I said, let me buy the HD version. Beautiful, dude. So I paid 10 extra bucks for the last <laughs> the last 50 shows I bought buying the 4K version and watching it on my uh, HD TV like a fucking moron. <laughs> well, just before you uh, throw in the town by a 4K TV, Stop. I got like six of I got six of them here. <laughs> That are sitting getting dusty. Exactly. So just swing, just swing on by, pick up your fucking award, take a TV and go. <laughs> All right, I'll see you in an hour. <laughs> you have a good one, pal. All right, buddy. I'll see you soon. <laughs>